Well, we have a very special guest today for any of the VFFs who step around. The one and the only, the grumpiest of the grumps. And he can tell you carnies what you can do. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Almost uh, a month and a month and a, a week since I've seen Grumpy Vegan Granddad, and I didn't realize you have such an incredible stash going. Yeah, baby, look at that. Oh, it's backwards. Backwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dang, you look at looking. A, lu- a luscious grove. It is, isn't it? It really is. Look. Oh, you got sunshine there as well. We've got sunshine. You got sunshine there. I've got sunshine. Well, I'm in. I'm in Virginia, and uh, we're you know. It's an, it's an interesting place. I'm trying to face the sun now, so maybe you might be able to see me a bit better. But um, in Virginia, it's I'm, I'm doing outreach at the university, so it's been really fun. Have you been following the story at all? I've been going from campus to campus all around America, where I am reaching out to the youths, to the to, to the voices of tomorrow, trying to get them to stop experimenting on animals. Oh, so it's it's literally just uh, no, I haven't. I'm really sorry, I haven't been. Following no, it's okay, it, this guy. No. Um, I've been quite busy. Right. It's only been going on for a week or so. But yeah, it's really good that you're doing that. And how have you found it? Do you can you relate to young people being as old as you are? Um <laughs> Yeah. You keep coming up with like <laughs> weird stuff from the seventies and eighties that they don't get. I don't know. They all come up and call me daddy. So I think it's uh... <laughs> Oh no, don't say that. Don't say that guy. Don't say that. That's creepy. That's creepy shit, mate. No, they don't say that. They're super um, receptive. It's 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 pretty cool because um, they they come up to me and they're they're interested in what's going on. Um, a lot of, I, I'll be honest, like a lot of the, we have some people who are younger on the crew and like the nineteen year olds will like go to them. But like the people who are um, graduating, they seem to gravitate toward me, and so it's actually a really good mix. Um, yeah, I've had some really cool interactions, some negative <laughs> ones too, but uh, mostly really positive. People. D- and nobody wants to test on friggin' animals. Animal testing is wrong. Everyone knows it. It doesn't work. Everyone knows that at this point. So it's up to people of this, you know, of, of this age range, people going into these careers to actually make a difference. Um, and maybe we'll finally get it done. What are you what are your audience is like? How big are you? What sort of groups are you are you speaking to? Well, right now it's all it's all like they park us. We have this van. Um, it's looks like a UFO and it's got a big UFO on the side of this big box truck. And, uh, we park in an area that's really well trafficked. So we park like this, at William and Mary, we parked right in their quad by their dining hall where they pick up their mail and everything. So we, I think we've seen every student that goes to William and Mary. I'm I'm actually kind of worried about what the heck's we're going to do today since, um, I think we've seen everybody. <laughs> There's only 4,000 students here, and I think we've met every one of them. But I'm hoping that maybe some people who haven't done the virtual reality experience haven't. Um, that maybe now they'll maybe now they'll be like, okay, third day, they feel a little bit more comfortable. They're like, okay, we'll do the virtual reality. I'm hoping that will happen because it's cool, Dan. You put on a virtual reality goggles, and mm-hmm. um, and you get abducted by aliens, and through that analogy, we're saying this is what happens to animals every day right here on campus all over america this is what's happening and so yeah and it is purely it's purely for money it's purely for dough because it's not necessary it's entirely unnecessary yeah they don't even need now with with the models they've got we've got computerized models they can do all the tests they need and nothing translates to humans nothing translates to humans so they've still got to test on humans anyway and it's all a big thing it's all about these these girls and guys sort of getting their degrees by doing experiments on animals, and they'll go right. Okay, let's see what 
what this chemical will do to uh, a rabbit's eyes. Yeah, and it's, you'd it's, have to do it for the for the dissertation, and it's right. just. That's what's really messed up about it is that, like, okay, the animal exploitation crew, the people who are breeding these animals, they're making money. But the scientific community doesn't want to do it anymore because they know it's bullshit. Meanwhile, if you want to get into that career, you're going to have to publish a paper. Who? How are you going to publish a paper? You're going to have to test on animals. It makes no sense because we all know the animal testing's bullshit. So just to – it's like a – it's like it's on autopilot, you know, like they've been doing it so long and they don't know how to get out of this horrible cycle. Well, PETA and the National Institutes of Health have this um, have a research modernization deal where they talk about organs on chips, which is fascinating technology, but also just like AI could tell you if something is fatal or not at this point. F protein molding and uh, folding can tell you if something's fatal or not. And they're saying microdose. If it's not fatal, then you can microdose in humans. And I was like, damn, that's mind blowing. Why the fuck didn't I think of that? Like, that's, I'm going, that's so obvious that that's the answer. And yet we're stuck in this brutal cycle, like so many things, right? There's so many things like that. We're just stuck in this cycle of BS and brutality. So how are you, how do you feel about tackling a single issue? How is it fitting in with your animal rights and vegan outreach? How is that fitting in with that? What's happening? Well, I mean, I am, I'm, I'm paid to do a job. That's, that's something, first of all, you know, it's like, I'd rather be paid to talk about a single issue than paid to, I don't know, work at a grocery store or do something that I think isn't making a difference. Of course. And so that's kind of how, but the truth is, Dan, so many people ask me about veganism. So it's like, okay, we're here talking about that. And it's interesting because some people like yesterday, a guy came in, uh, came up to me and he's like, so you think that people eat me? It's just like, no, hello. No, how you doing? Just so you think people eat me are lesser than you and are evil. And I went, well, I'm here talking about laboratory experiments. Are you asking me personally? Because I'm here with PETA talking about laboratory experiments. That's not what we're here to talk about. And so he goes, oh, well, what? So you think that people who use um, don't don't buy cruelty free are evil and lesser than you? And I said, well, I think if you know better, you do better. And we're here to raise awareness. I think most people don't want to be cruel to animals. So we're here to raise awareness about those things. And he goes, oh, so it's just education. I said, yeah, that's all we're here to do is raise awareness right now. They wouldn't invite us to these college campuses if we were here, like, like forcing people like, I don't know what they think we're doing. Like, we're here to educate. And that dude all of a sudden asked me all these questions, like really interesting and like not, not hard questions about veganism, but it totally changed his tune. So I feel like all of a sudden, then that's happened a couple times where people come in hot and then they want to, then they're the ones who are asking me about veganism and I am perfectly suited to talk to with them about, you know what I mean? Yeah, of so, course I do. I mean, I, I always say that you should find any rolled in. Yeah to, yeah, to to somebody's conscience now, you know, and whether it be health, whether it be environment, if you if you can't get them with animal rights when you when we're talking about about vegan advocacy, yeah, um, we, we try and find a way in somewhere along the line. Have you got grandchildren? Do, you know, right? Um, somebody somebody put on um, Instagram post to me. I put a post on about uh, the universities. How the, all the universities in the UK are saying, look, we are producing these studies that say that unless we all go plant-based, mm -hmm. we're going to fuck up the planet. We yeah. have actually done them studies. How the fuck can these universities, our universities then serve the exact same product that is causing mm. this problem to our planet? So they're all doing this. They're all, they're all saying we need to go plant-based. Now, this guy, a mate of mine, who's always poking me and prodding me, he says, uh, he says I can't believe <laughs> that you're... Yeah, he's, he's like, I can't believe that you're, you're forcing us to, to, to eat, eat this and eat that. You can put, and I'm like, and I just said one thing to him. I just said, tell your grandchildren that in the future. Do a screenshot and show your grandchildren this yeah. in the future. And that's all, all I said. I didn't say anything else. I didn't say why he should show that to his grandchildren. But it's a way in. It's a way in. You say, have you got grandchildren? Okay. So what happens when we hit that tipping point, mm -hmm. the sea levels rise, Property goes through the roof. We're all living back in caves and tents, and we yeah. can't afford to eat because yeah. that's what will happen if, if the if the if the, if the tipping point's reached. You know, so you should always find a way in. And I think what you're doing there is a really really nice way in. And like you said, the, you're not even there for the topic of veganism per se. Right. However, it, people then 
go on to that. You, you're in. You're in. You, they, they, they start admitting that, they, you know, they, yeah. they don't like how animals are oppressed and, and used as as, um, as experiments in this evil, horrible sort of industry. Yeah, and, and it's interesting. So we have these we have these literature goals and like sticker goals, things that we give away. And even though the pamphlets about animal testing, I think we're supposed to give away 200 a day. Um, The go vegan guide 50 a day, man, that's what we're supposed to be doing. So it's not entire. You know what I mean? There's like this, this secret undercurrent of, yes, we are here for animals in laboratories, but we still want to give away 50 guides to going vegan every day. And I think that that is that's very telling and and it, and it makes me feel good, you know, like I feel kind of, yeah, it makes me, it jazzes me up a little bit, you know, and the stickers are dope, man. They're, it's a, it's an, it's a, it's a UFO with like that little tractor beam coming down, like that beams people up. And it says, uh, I believe in animal rights. I think that's pretty cool. Sorry. I was just reading a comment by race lever. Then he, he said, if you're talking, going to talk about climate change threats, Although animal agriculture is an issue, you're dropping the ball if you're ignoring geoengineering, weather modification, and frequency technology. Yeah, well, when I see the evidence for that, you know, in black and white in front of me, then I may have to sort of like. Well, I don't have a think anyone's. That, I don't think anyone's against, you know, technological solutions to the problem. I just think that before we, before we, before we pray to the techno gods that they're going to save us, we should maybe make a couple minor adjustments to our ways of life and, uh, you know, <laughs> stop eating animals. It seems pretty simple to me. We might not yeah, need, we might not need weather modification and all the rest if, you know, if we all go vegan. Um, but what about you, man? You've had some big, event, big things happen, right? I'm sort of, yeah. I mean, I spent the last couple of weeks um, met up with a forty-year-old vegan, David yeah. Magina. Um, that mm-hmm. was really cool, and it's really strange, Sky. And I think this will happen when, when. Let me just ask you one vulgar question, right? Um, okay, is it what, about my mustache? I, I, no, I'll whisper. I'll whisper so nobody else hears. Right? What? Are they putting you up in five-star hotels or, <laughs> or in like little hovels? Well, um, my the next hotel is kind of hovely. This one was a <laughs> this one was a timeshare, so we kind of we kind of got away with a little bit more luxurious on the first one. Uh, I just thought I'd ask, you know, just out of that. What was your question again? Nothing five uh, what, star. What, what, what I've been what I've been up to. Um yeah, so so we I went out with David. Um and yeah, when you meet people who you've you've interacted with over the net and like we are, yeah, you just don't feel like strangers. And it was yeah. it's really cool because we met up and we, we were just like we're brothers, you know, we were brothers straight away, and it was a really nice feeling. And it was it, we got in the car and I was really comfortable with him. Mm-hmm. Um, cause sometimes I can feel a little bit uncomfortable with people because I, I, I don't do small talk. I'm no good at small talk. So when I'm sat in a small environment with somebody else and I don't know them and they're a stranger, it gets really awkward for me. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, so relaxed and like, Hey David, what are you doing? And all yeah, this stuff. So and cool. Yeah. That was really, really enjoyable. Um, and he a bit your quiet. Dope hat. yeah, yeah. And he brought my hat for me. Yeah. 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 I bought him dinner for that. I bought him dinner at uh, this Molino Lounge in Oldham, bought him a beautiful dinner, and he really enjoyed that. As you, you, you'll see on the videos. Guys, if you haven't, go to Grumpy Vegan Grandad. Uh, have a look at the couple of videos that I've done with uh, 40-year-old vegan. I'm sure you'll enjoy them. I know yes. Laura. I love Laura. She's my mate. Who She's doesn't? My mate. Um, yeah, I've got a call back tomorrow for a movie. I'm not going to say too much, but it's filming in Poland. Um, Exciting. I, I have to get my um, Polish accent to a point. I've got to learn how to roll my R's. So I'm, I'm Russia. I'm from Russia. I'm Robert from Russia. So I've got to learn that. Um, and hopefully I'll get, I'll get the roll. From Russia, it is illegal to make smiles in around these places. These parts, we do not like these smiles. <laughs> You're just doing Borat. My wife is dead. High five. High five. High five. No. My wife is dead. Yes. <laughs> I hope she's not here. She walks in her me saying that. But yeah, um, so it, it's really hard with, with me having such a broad accent. It's it's very 
everything. But I've watched the video. This is a really some of the language, some of the accent learning videos are really cool. Sky, uh, mm-hmm. this woman, she tells, she says how to start off doing the Polish accent. You say exfoliation, 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 because she goes to this. Um, Beauty parlor where the where the Russian girls, um, Polish girls. So, she, she, all she, do you want your exfoliation? So that gets me into the sort of the 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 routine of talking like this. And I've learned that some of the letters and um, um, diphthongs that the people can't speak are the th. So they say something very close to it, like a d or an s. So yes. over there, over there, you know, there we this. have the nuclear vessels. Yeah, very good. Yeah, the nuclear vessels. Yes, the nuclear. No, you're not. Nuclear yes. vessels. Kept so in- yes, that that will be really cool. Um, I'll I'd love to tell you more about it, people. I can't wait I, to find out more about it. It's I, I, it's, it's amazing. It's set back in back in quite a bit of time in the past. Uh, not near near past. Not not distant past. And it's an amazing story of suffering and yeah. Um, I really want to do this. It's a full-length feature film. It's going to be shown in theatres in the US uh, and uh, the UK, and it's going to be, weirdly, even though it's a Polish director, it's going to be shot in English with mm-hmm. Polish accents, and then it's going to be dubbed for a Polish audience. So, um, That's amazing. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah. I love that. So um, the Animal Rights Club on campus at William and Mary, they're they're like, oh, we're, we're doing screenings, and I kind of want to do a um, like a horror movie. Do you know any good ones that because for, for Halloween? <laughs> and I said, kiddo, you got to watch kiddo. Yeah, yeah. And I said, we, we, I might even be able to get the uh, the creator to do like a Zooms like after Q and A with your Animal Rights Club. I think he'd be down for that. She's like, really? Oh my gosh! I said, yeah, let's do it. We could sort something out. And so there's those types of connections are really what it's all about. And I'm, I think it's absolutely incredible. The, um, you're making me think of the accent that, that Chekhov had in Star Trek, you know, Captain, Captain, the helm is not responding. <laughs> <laughs> shields, Captain, shields, Captain. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, we'll, we'll forget the one that's, uh, in Braveheart. That's, uh, our oh, yeah. friend did. Exfoliation, you exfoliation, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> I never well, heard Chekhov say exfoliation. Well, there's been there's been quite a few. I'm not I'm not ashamed if I get the accent wrong because I've seen quite a few high profile actors who who really sort of demolished the accent of of the area they're supposed to be in. So, but it's been interesting. It's been interesting for me to to find out that I can actually learn. You know. You're always yeah. laughing at, at my American accent, and um, <laughs> only because I love it. You always, always slag my accent off. So you always um, are slagging. No American says slagging off. So yes, th- that's the point. Yeah. So um, yeah. So it make it just makes me more confident, you know, about doing future stuff. But I thought about you um, yesterday because um, Paul Walker's birthday was, and I think like Paul Walker's the most American accent. He really, dude. I almost had you. Like he is the very California. If, if you want to know what a California accent is, I think that Paul Walker in the early, in the first Fast and Furious movie is exactly the the American Californian accent. Dude, I almost had you. <laughs> do, do you know something, dude? Do you know what I found? If you if you really want to hear a real the real accent, is listen to children with the accent because mm-hmm. they talk slower and they pronounce more. So that's been a... any, but yeah. So where I am right now, you know, they're all talking like, hi, y'all. Like, uh, n- not the people on campus. They're not speaking with the accent, but everyone out in the city is. And they're like, hi, y'all. Welcome to the y'all going to do that. And I'm going to ding, ding, ding. The, te- the Virginia accent is um, is strong once you leave campus. It's kind of interesting. But so where, where is Virginia on the map? It's on the East Coast. It's south of um, of Maryland. So if you can imagine where D.C. is, D.C. is sandwiched between D.C. is right in the middle of the East Coast. Right. And Virginia is on the south side of D.C. and Maryland's on the north side of D.C. So right. technically, right. technically okay. on the East Coast. Right. I'm in the East Coast time, but I'm kind of a little bit more west. But uh, I'm pretty close. I'm a couple hours away from the ocean, from the Atlantic Ocean. What's going on with your hair? 
Well, I washed it and I haven't put any, uh, no, normally I don't put product on it, but I washed it before I went to bed last night. So it's a bit poofier than usual. It's, it's enormous. You're getting in, you're getting Mathis hair. Absolutely. Mathis hair. That's just That's what, what happens. I have like, when I don't, I don't, like I don't put anything in my hair, but if I, if I go to bed, it just goes, it goes a bit insane. I got bedhead right now. I'm sorry. Thank you for noticing though. Um, you're trying something new with yours. I see. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, humi the, Joke, humidity, the humidity here is a bit um stifling it's thunderstorms every day 100 degree weather 100 degree heat every every day right now i'm really looking forward to the fall i know are you really well but see, yeah we, we had sahara sand up come over so uh yeah yeah sahara sand and i think i've been coughing lately because all this sahara sands in the air at the moment all the cars had this red film all over them really? in the morning. Yeah, last week we do. We, it happens quite a lot because the the jet stream actually comes comes up from the Sahara when we get warm weather and bring and drags all this dust with it. So we, mm. we get uh, we get Sahara sand on our cars. But um, Sahara but yeah, sand. Um, you're so far away from the Sahara, and yet you're getting sand on your cars from the Sahara. Exactly, isn't it weird? That is weird. Uh, Hannah Moon Vegan says, whatever whatever message we choose, we must always bring it back to the That's exactly um, why I was hired, actually. We did role plays, and they said when we did our role plays, we tried to throw you off, but you always brought it back to the animals. And I went, yeah, that's that's how you do it. Like, when they try to get you off, you pivot back to the animals um, in outreach. And it works. It's been really great. And, um, you know, even though I was really wanting to do kind of like that Cliff Grant style, like go into the middle of town and try to do something on my own, uh, this is such a blessing because they have the literature, they have the permission to be on these campuses, they have a name like PETA too, and it's been pretty great. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll I won't go down the rabbit hole with race lever, but race we we've been we've been bombarded with all sorts of atoms and and molecules and all sorts that go right through us every single day from from starlight from sunlight and everything. So. There's frequencies, there's there's X-rays, there's there's ultraviolet rays, there's all sorts hitting the planet, you know. So, yeah, I'm not worried about that at the moment. But on the but animal you have, thing, you do have the tin lining inside your hat, though, right? Yeah, that, that's one thing that I did specify when when uh, forty-year-old yeah. vegan brought it over. Is you li you lined your cap with tin. It's tin foil lined. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Um, but but yeah, on the on the bringing it back to the animals, um, I, I I don't. What I say is, I always bring it to the animals. I always talk about the victims. You will never lose an argument if you talk about the victims' perspective. Yeah. However, what I'm saying is, is if you can see that person falling asleep in front of your face, find something that will trigger their interest. Mm -hmm. Go down that road, and then bring it back to the animals. Definitely, all the time. That's that's that, that that goes without doubt. And you never let them walk away without saying, "Look, there's a victim involved in your choices." You can never walk away, let them walk away without saying that. But I what really I'm saying love... is, <clears throat> yes. Yeah, I mean, you've 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 just got to find ways in. You've just got to pique their interest. It's a bit like playing playing a stealthy game with them. You know, mm. your, your Trojan horse. You get your Trojan horse and you clippity clop in with your Trojan horse. Um, and you just hit them with 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 what you think will affect them. If they, if they look ill, if they've got like a, an oxygen mask and everything, you know, you like hitting with the health arguments. You know, you just sort of if they look as though like they they they've got got their own own sort of made clothing on and they they've got all the recycling bags with them. Hit them with mm. an environmental issue. You know, it's there's yeah. lots of ways in. But yeah, once you start talking about the victims in all this, then yeah, you can't lose. But well, that's something I really love about this VR experience is that they put the they put the VR goggles on and they go through the experience and some of them scream and it's not like graphic it's not like we're strapping footage to people's faces it's a narrative where people get abducted by aliens and at the end it says like put the, put yourselves in put yourself in their in their place this happens to animals every day mm. and it's and people come out they're like holy shit I had one person yesterday who's a computer science major and he goes. Well, that message was really clear. Oh, my God. And then I had a person who was um, a psych major going, yeah, well, I can't believe I'm so afraid that I might have to experiment on animals at the end of my, you know, to get my career started. And they're talking about it. And it's it's been fantastic because <clears throat> it, it puts it puts that the victim's perspective 
right there, you know, like right in your face. And I, I think that's great. Um, I mean, I don't think you can get any more sort of into that sort of framework of, of animals being helpless victims. I know farming and, and, and all the other abusive industries, you know, are exactly the same. But there's mm-hmm. something more tangible about seeing a, a small monkey or a rabbit crossed up and having horrible things done oh to my them. God. And, and dogs, you know, so it's... Yeah, and it's really dogs, cats, it's dogs, cats, mice, rats, snakes, monkeys. Um, Hey, I actually don't know about the UK, I'm guessing. I don't know. In the UK, do they still test on monkeys? Because there are 18 states left that are still testing on monkeys here in America. Like the rhesus macaque. And... um. And a lot of them are just curiosity experiments. They're not even, they're not even have a, they don't even have a supposed benefit for humanity. Um, of course, I don't believe that there's, there's ever been benefit to humanity through testing on monkeys, but they don't even, it, they don't even have like a stated benefit for humanity. It's just, do you want to hear the, do you want to hear the answer to that? Yeah, please. It's not fucking good, mate. Oh no. Tens of thousands of monkeys, mainly macaques and marmosets, are used in research and testing around the world in each in each year. In the UK, around three thousand monkeys are used every year. So, yeah, we ain't good. We ain't good. Well, it's three thousand in, in the UK, tens of thousands of year, most of which are going to the United States. I'm guessing. Well, yeah, it looks like it's it, it, it's rampant everywhere. And how can how can you how can these guys? Thank you, Vegan Mooncat. How can these guys look at, at an animal that is so Holy reflective shit. of our own sort of the, their eyes, the their thing, faces? Danny. I've been saying like it's it's it feels it's a little speciesist to say like, oh my gosh, the monkeys. But at the same time, man, you look at those monkeys and you're like, they look like your their face looks like your face, and of their course. fear looks like your fear. It's so goddamn obvious. I it's mean, like, if there's one, if there's one animal that we can truly say oh, is is a mirror to the human, it, it's the monkey. It's it not getting away from that. Yeah, it requires zero imagination to understand what's happening to this poor monkey. And they're doing fear tests where, like, they're taking these monkeys and they open up like a guillotine door, and the uh, the monkey sees a his food and next to the food is like a snake or something the monkey might be afraid of and the monkey of course is holy shit but they're in a cage they can't escape and they and so they'll they'll like go back and forth and they're studying the uh, the effects of fear on these monkeys it's like this is just fucking that's just torture oh no we're studying the effect of fear it's it's that's that's called torture i think and it's it's startlingly um profound when you watch yeah. it i mean what they're doing it for they're doing it for american soldiers when they go to to stop them blabbing when they get tortured is that what they're doing it for why why they, would you want to know we know what fear does we know exactly what the triggers right. of fears are and they don't have a stated purpose it, the stated purpose is curiosity we want to find out what happens so why can't a- they get why, why can't they get humans with uh, with phobias then like a spider phobia and put a spider in. Why don't they do that then? That'd be more more efficient, surely. You'd think. You'd think, wouldn't you? It also just seems obvious. Like they, there's another one they did 128 bird species where they 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 captured 128 different species of birds, probably many many specimens of each, and then tested on them the same kind of thing where they would show their food, and the bird would come out deep 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 deep, and then there'd be a a, a giant spider, and it would scare the shit out of the bird, and it's like. Yeah, we know birds are afraid of spiders. What the? Why would you? Or that we we know that monkeys are afraid of snakes. Like it's just. Is blah is blah trolling me there? Two freak shows. That's twice you've mentioned the freak shows. Blah. If you if you want to come on and and sit with the freaks, mate, and show us how unfreaky you are. I'm not sure what what you're talking about there, Blah. It's from my it's from over from my channel. I know. I can tell every time every time we broadcast to your channel, we get the. Uh, we get the, <laughs> the <laughs> they like you. They like you. they like hating on you. Yeah, they do. They do. Come bring the hate to me. Bring the love to, to Sky. It's hate funny to because me, love to Sky because I used to really enjoy Race Lever's sense of humor, and now he's just kind of gotten like just really trolly all the time. So I'm just like I'm glad he doesn't watch my channel anymore. I used to I used to kind of miss him because I thought he was funny, but uh, you know there's a good you know what are you gonna do? It's not I'm not for everybody. I am not well, for all seasons and well, all my, markets. My philosophy is if, if they're listening, if they're trolling, 
then you're listening. You know, that's it. That's all there is to it. You know, it's, it's yeah. the ones that aren't here, that aren't watching this right now, that we're never ever going to get the message to. So it's pointless. So mm-hmm. there we go. We need them on. Yeah. <laughs> Allopathy. Oh, yeah. Allopathic medicine. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Al- when you're talking what allopathy was, starts off not knowing what I'm talking about. The latest book set videos warning about allopathy. Yeah. Well, allopathic medicine. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting one that. It's it's actually, it's the act of of fixing when it's broken, basically, in the medical world, rather than preventative. We used to do preventative medicine. (coughs) Yeah, back before the pharmaceutical. Until Rockefeller found out that you could patent drugs and produce (laughs) vitamin pills. And then they made made everyone out who did preventative medicine uh, and, and all the other types of medicines out as quacks. They were quacks. They don't know what they're doing. We're going to do it this way. I could be a doctor. Mm-hmm. I could be a doctor. Someone could come to me and say, I've got this. And all I've got to do is go in my book of what's up, have a look. Oh, there you got this. Here's some pills. There you go. Off you go. That's all that doctors do nowadays. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. Well, you know, it's funny. Is So my girlfriend works in the medical industry and she does a lot of intake, but she's like 65, 70% of what she does now is deal with people who are just trying to get drugs they're just trying to get the drugs they'll call up and they want more drugs well you have to meet with your psychiatrist if you if in order to get re-prescribed why do i have to meet with them because that's how that's how it works they need to determine that you still need those drugs they're dangerous well i i just need i just need a refill of my drugs okay well you need to have a meeting with your psychiatrist like what what this is not they think it's like once they get it prescribed that now they have a right to those drugs and need to, they could just call up and get them delivered like pizza. Well, that's just the thing, you know, mate, I've stopped taking my, my ADHD meds now because number one, I'm losing too much weight mm. um, because it does suppress your appetite. It doesn't suppress your appetite as such, because if I make myself something to eat, I will eat that. It doesn't kill my appetite. It just kills that trigger that says you, you're hungry, get something to eat. Uh, so, for example, in the morning, I'll have my breakfast. And then if I if I'm <coughs> stand, if I get um, interested in something and I can go all the way until, like, early evening, <coughs> oh, excuse me, early evening, and think, oh, I haven't eaten all day. Yeah. And I've lost quite a bit of weight through it. Um, and also a director friend of mine, I did a, a, a small scene for him in a movie. And I was actually on the meds. And the next day he rang me up and he said, um, you was a bit sort of blunted with your performance. It oh, was brilliant. No. Don't get me wrong. He said, but there was there was a spark missing. He said, later on when the drugs wore off, I could see you bouncing around again because this, this director's autistic and ADHD. Um, he said, your performance changed completely. So, yeah, I'm going to, I've decided to let people accept me for who I am. <coughs> if I need to take the drugs... Oh, excuse me. If I need to take the drugs to read big scripts or if I'm feeling particularly down or feeling a bit sort of, oh, I don't want to I don't want to be on this planet anymore, I'll yeah. take them, you know. But until that point, I don't think I need to take them every day. I've done 56 years without them, so. I mean, <clears throat> I knew a lot of people in school who had ADHD and were, that's what they would do. They would take it when they needed to, like, really sit down and concentrate, really get something done, or, you know, they would just, they would take it when they really like a crutch kind of, you know, they wouldn't take it every day. It's a little weird to me that people are taking it every single day to get through their lives because how often do you really need to concentrate on shit anyway? People are. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. I do get they that. You know? but, but that. But but that shows you your misunderstanding of, of, of the condition. Um, that, that just speaks about your misunderstanding of the condition because it, it's not just concentrating. It's it's intrusive thoughts. It, it's like a, a running commentary. You know, oh no, I get that. But when, I'm, I'm just saying that you, you and I have talked about that before. It's just that I think that I I just telling you my my experience knowing other people who are kind of who did something that you, similar to what you're talking about, where they took it when they needed it and they didn't want to take it all the time. You know, it makes sense. Just, to me. I've just banned that blah um, because yeah, they're just being dicks. They're not. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to back you up, man. I'm trying to say I think I think you're on the right path. Yeah, yeah, yeah I understand that, but also it's also you know 
while I was on them, it was nice, Sky. This is what I mean. It's nice uh, while I'm on yeah. them. Yeah, you know what I mean? It, it's it's just the being able to have conversations with people. I drive slower. I'm mm. not marching everywhere because you march everywhere because your mind is about a mile in front of where you actually, you know, so there's a lot mm. more to it. But, um, but yeah, sense. again, medicine, it's like, should we really be, be, why am I taking medicine to make me neurotypical? Why don't people yeah. just accept me for being being neurodiverse? That's right, it. Why can't it just be I'm, me? I'm moving forward. Exactly. Well, I, I did want to ask you, are, do you feel lonely now that you've closed down Pilgrim Pride? And what's the what's the plan as far as your activism is concerned? Because, uh... Yes. Um, no, there's, there's more activism coming up. Uh, a recent video I did at the, the biggest slaughterhouse in Europe. Um, is that where Aaron, Dave got accosted? That's where Dave, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yes. Yes, it was. Um, and... Aaron, who runs Manchester Pick Save, is trying to organise an event there. We found a piece of land that's in front of the slaughterhouse where we can. We're going to set up a concert. We're going to try and get Mobius Loop there. We're going to try and get other bands and some some points there. And we're going to set up a big big event there, right in front of it. So yeah, it's not the end of it, and we never will be the end of Pick Save. Yes, I do feel a little bit lost and lonely to answer your question about it. It was so on my doorstep. Now yeah. it's a bit. I've got to plan the trip because it is a good yeah. 40, 50 minutes drive as opposed to, to like 20 minutes. Mm. Um, but again, that's better as well because it's not on my own doorstep. So there's always that that sort of fear that, you know, you're going to get followed, you're going to upset the wrong people. Ah. It, doesn't, it, it, doesn't take, it doesn't take much for people just to throw a brick through your car windscreen as they, dri as they drive by or throw eggs in your, you know, at your windows or whatever. So it's always nice to sort of be... It's called not shitting on your own doorstep, mate. Yeah, don't shit where you eat, right? Exactly, exactly. I like it. Well, I was worried about that, actually, because I know that, <clears throat> I don't know, it's sometimes there, you. Sometimes when there's excuses not to do activism, sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, I'll stay in bed today. But when it's right on your doorstep, it's a little easier to roll out of bed and go out and do something, you know what I mean? So I don't want... I just, I, I really hope that you stay in the fight. And uh, I was, I was, down, course, shut down I was, more and more. Shut down more. I was, I was talking to a, a Hungarian guy in my acting class last night. He's vegan, and um, and he says, no, I don't, I don't um, do any any activism. I, I just leave people to do what they want. And we had a conversation last night, just a short one. And I was saying, so, um, so if you got invited to someone's house who had um, had a slave. Um, a human slave, would you would you go and eat at the house and be, be waited upon by the slave? Mm -hmm. He said, no. And I said, so would you speak up about that? And he said, yes. I said, so where's the difference with the animals then? Yeah, and he's like, you can see his mind going. And I said, and if you saw some woman being beaten up by a guy, would you just walk past? If that's what he does. He's... And he said, listen, the only thing is, the difference is it's legal to eat meat. And do this to animals, it's legal. That's slavery why, that's legal. the difference. I said, oh, I know, but slavery was legal back in the day. Mm -hmm. I said, um, abusing women was, was legal back in the day. <coughs> you know, so... Still is in many not, countries. That's not a reason. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's, I mean, with the internet, there's so many other ways. Well, what's, of, what's of, scary, too, is like... Messages out there. In, uh, this year, we've seen in the UK and in the United States cases where people have killed, like... Um, swans or geese that are in the parks you know i think uh joey did one about the one in the uk something happened in syracuse new york where they um someone stole the eggs of a of a swan and killed the mama swan and and um and then stole the little cygnets the little babies and there was prosecution there was a crime like if it was done anywhere else it's perfectly uh, acceptable to prosecute these people, to put them in jail and make sure they stay behind bars or at least hefty fines. There are, this is what drives me crazy. Okay. Well, it's not legal. It, it, you know, as long as it's legal, it's okay. All right. Well, it's not dude. It's only legal when it's behind the closed doors of a, of a slaughterhouse. That makes zero sense. It's illegal if you do it here, but, but legal, if you do it there, that makes no sense to me because the victim's perspective hasn't changed. Well, they're talking about banning uh, some sort of um, bull terrier in the UK because they attacked a child. I'm not going to look it up. 
so basically, what they're saying is we're gonna we're gonna ban uh, we're gonna ban these breeds. The breeds, uh, because, yeah, because because they're uncontrollable. That comes um, up every couple of years, doesn't it? And then they're gonna put a cap on how much you can charge for mm -hmm. for dogs, which is <clears throat> which. What is that? That is gonna do is gonna put these backstreet breeders right against a wall. And what they're gonna do? They're gonna have less regard for the animals because they're not gonna be worth as much to them. At least oh while they were worth a bob or two, they'd look after them. But now, if they don't sell them, bag, rip, river. That's what's going to happen. Oh, my God, wanna, dude. want to stop all breeding completely, all all pet breeding in the UK. That's yeah. what we want to... Breeding injunction. Breeding I, I want a breeding injunction. One of the things they made us watch that... Um, for the training was PETA's mobile spay and neuter vans. And they're out... They call it the... Um, it's CAP. It's a Community Animal Project. And they'll go out to these places where these poor dogs, like they're, they call them bait dogs for the fighting dogs. They're just smaller. Um, they're smaller dogs, smaller uh, pit bulls that can't really fight. So they take the big ones and they, the big ones chew them up. And these PETA vans go out there and they're just trying to feed them and give them. If, if you allow them to spay or neuter your dog, you get a free dog house and they'll like set up the dog's area to be nice. But PETA says, we'll take your dog and we'll try to find him a home. And they're like, no, I own that dog. You know, it's weird, dude. People are weird about dogs and, and cats too, right? And it's, it was so tragic, the, vi the video footage of them following around the cap, um, the cap vans. Holy shit, the stuff that they see, man. I mean, we, we see it all the time, this speciesism. We see it all the time. We've got, we've got a TV show called Gogglebox, right? Mm. Um, and it's basically people watching TV shows. They're on the sofa at home and they're watching TV and it's their reaction to TV shows and it's become really popular in the UK. Oh, yeah. Um, and when it shows uh, these nature programs where these animals are fleeing for the life and some predators coming after them and the way they scream and shout and cry, physically cry over these animals getting killed or hurt, especially the one where it showed the little chicks that jump off the cliff and they're that sort of light and downed. Mm -hmm. that they, they just about survived the fall from this massive rocky outcrop you know it's like yeah. and but they sat there eating chicken wings it's like you know come on yeah, yeah eating one animal and being crying about another it's unbelievable to me um one thing that someone someone just put up here one someone from your chat just said that dang it said something about how everyone and their mother is trying to get add medication and there's a uh, there's a shortage I can't find that that topic anymore, but um, but most people are saying glad you stopped the meds and things like that. But yeah, I saw that one. Glad you stopped the meds. Hope you feel better about being med free. It takes a lot of yeah. internal work to achieve. Yeah, alternate measures, and especially in my acting career, it's very hard to um, react, get a quiet mind, and, yeah. and sort of progress. But I am progressing in that now, and I'm trying everything I can to to sort of do that. Um, everybody, everyone in the moon claims to have ADHD now. So there's oh, that's the one. Med. Yeah. So what's interesting? Do, have you heard about the new medical shortage in America? What's happening? You're gonna love it. So go on. Laxatives. No what? one can get laxatives. It's partly because of the American diet and everyone not being able to shit. It's partly because of this propaganda that um, you're supposed to take a shit every single day, maybe twice a day. And they're like, no, a lot of healthy people take a shit every two or three days. It's not like there's this thing. Every human being must take a shit X amount of times per day. And uh, toxic diet culture where people are taking more laxatives again. It's It's trendy again to take laxatives to lose weight. And it's like, <laughs> it seems like such an American problem to have laxative shortage. You know, and well, I mean, even even on, I mean, a lot of Americans suffer from verbal diarrhea as well. They never, <laughs> never stop. You know, they need something to bung bung them up, like a fucking donut or something. But um, um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, I mean, you can fill the system. There's a there's what they have in the UK at the moment is. If you want to jump the queues, you pay. <clears throat> so to get an ADHD diagnosis, you pay five hundred pound. Mm. And there's been, there has been um, an investigation into it, and they found that a lot of people who have been diagnosed are not ADHD. And the stats are that about two to three percent, probably the same as 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 um, as vegans on the planet, is 
are actually ADHD. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't want... I don't know why anybody can sort of, like, fake it. Who'd want to fake it. Um, I took a little bit of Adderall when I was in college a couple times because, like, you know, you're, you're writing... 24 hours or you're reading 24 hours so you took it as a a recreational drug i would say as a performance enhancing drug um maybe twice so you think people are are doing this to try and get these performance enhancing drugs in college i knew a lot of people who were doing it a lot yeah and so but i could take you know i'm i i could take half a pill and stay up and stay focused and stay uh, happy about doing it. You know, like, oh, I'm enjoying this. I'm, I'm, I have the energy to do it. I can focus. So, yeah, it's like taking, um, yeah, go pills, right? They give pilots, they give pilots something like Adderall so that they can stay up in the air and keep flying longer. That, that was back in the day, yeah, yeah. That, like I think fighter pilots. That, that, that was fighter pilots during yeah. during the, uh, yeah. I reckon that was the cause of a lot of. Um, um, friendly fire though, during the, it was during the Iraq War. I think right. we we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And it was during the Iraq War, and a lot of a lot of these guys who were taking this were, were making really bad decisions. Uh, well, because it doesn't it doesn't make you yeah it's you could stay up you could stay up for twenty four hours but you're not going to be uh, making the great, greatest decision on hour twenty three right. You see the thing the thing is when I take the when I take this drug okay I I don't get hyper it. it it actually brings me up from from high. It's weird. It brings me from hyper down to normal. Right. It levels so levels me out. And it then by the opposite, the way it would affect me. Affect anybody else? Yeah. yeah. And then by seven eight o'clock at night, it's wearing off. You know. And I'm, I've even had a had a nap on the sofa, um, halfway through taking the the, the pill, half, halfway through the day. So it's not the same effect. Whereas uh, neurotypical would be running around and have the cleanest house in their country. Yeah, uh, and, and have enjoyed doing it. That was the other thing. What I thought was really amazing about <clears throat> Adderall, we called it A plus, and um, or Diet Coke because it it would give you all of like that euphoria of cocaine without any of the jitteriness. You could just sit there and focus and read and like if you were like I got to read a novel and it's going to take me five hours to read this novel, you could take that pill and on the other side of that five hours remember everything feel like great that you did it and not have not be drowsy while you're doing it it was great um i didn't do too much because it is addictive a lot of people get addictive to it um like i said i think i did it twice maybe three times when i was in college when i had major term papers due or something like that it's um, not it's, it's not physically addictive it's not a physically addictive drug um you get addicted to the effects right and the fact that you've got more energy and you'll probably you know um yeah it, it's one of those with it it's not you, if you, you can stop taking them and you wouldn't sort of like it's not like heroin you don't get physically addicted to it you don't sort of get ill right it's you, like you cocaine see what i mean yes yeah, like cocaine it, you don't get physically it, addictive either but you just you get addicted to the euphoria and euphoria the exactly yeah. and, the, and the fact that your, your your personality changes and everything yeah. And it is nice. It is nice. Uh, taking the Elvance, my, my personality does change. I've got more time for people. I've got, I'm slower. I, I listen more, but it's just, just not me. So it's just easy for me to pre-warn people and just say, look, I'm ADHD. I might say something really fucking stupid out there, but uh, yeah, if you don't like it, you know, I, um, walk away now. It's one yeah. of those. I'm too old to be bothered now. You know? Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. I wish, I think, you know, <laughs> I kind of wish that I had a diagnosis myself to explain uh, my all of my <laughs> all of my foibles, but uh, I don't think you've got any foibles. I think you're a really nice guy. Ah, uh, thank you. You're just saying that, but I appreciate you. I'm not just saying that. I mean it. I mean yeah. it. I, I <clears throat> well, I thank you. I, at least I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to put myself out there. I'm in the danger zone now. I'm doing something that. You're doing something amazing, mate. You're doing something amazing. Way outside my comfort zone, man. The first three days I was on this job, I didn't eat because I was so like, my stomach was in knots. I couldn't like, I was worried about home and everything going on there. I just, I I couldn't eat. And uh, now I'm finally, I feel like I'm getting a stride. Now that we're on the move, I feel like I'm getting better. But um, it's been fun. I've got to train my mustache. I need to train it. To, to split in the middle there. I want to want to sort of train it. I've got to keep combing it so it. Have you put any mousse or anything in it? I've got some. I've got some animal animal friendly vegan mousse. Yeah, so I put that on it. Yeah. Um, 
but I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't want to I don't want it to go down because it, I think it makes you look sad when you get go down that way. Oh, you're like uh like like what's his name? I, want, like I might make it into. A, I'm going to make it into a smile, so I'm going to curl it up at the end and make it into a oh, smile. I like that. So you could be like you. You would look thing. like a badass biker with like a with like the uh, <clears throat> Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds mustache. Well, do you know? Do you know what the brief was for this movie that I'm auditioning for? What's it that? was. It's if Clint Eastwood was a Jew. I'm sure he would love that. If Clint Eastwood was a 50-year-old Jew, I I am. I am. He's an 80-year-old right-wing nut job, but I, I like am, it. I am Clint Eastwood. <laughs> oh, I said Chinese. Why didn't they go to Chinese then? Chinese Clint Eastwood. I'm Chinese Clint Eastwood. Oh, no. Don't oh, do no. that. You're going to oh, get me no. canceled. Every time I have you on... Jesus Christ. God damn it. God damn it. Don't do Is it time for me to say bye bye again? Yes. All right. Well, Dan, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to do the word of the day and the um, and the affirmation over on my Listen channel. and listen, people. This isn't why Sky's kicking me off at all. It wasn't because of the, because of the, the Clint Eastwood. The Clint Eastwood. It's not because of that. Don't do that. I won't do it. I won't do it. But listen, <clears> people. Do real Clint Eastwood. Can you do a real Clint Eastwood? Like, uh, this is a Magnum 357 of Blow Your Head Clean Off. That was a really gay Clint Eastwood. He always talked a little bit like um, I always felt that he and Ronald Reagan were doing impressions of himself of each other. Yes, just blow your clean off. And you know what? The best thing is about me me signing off your stream now, Sky, is that it carries on on my channel. So I'm like, yeah, Sky, you earn me money, boy. You earn me some money. No, don't cancel it. No, don't cancel it. As soon as you walk away, I'm gonna hit that button. (laughs) <laughs> and then cut cut it off so all those people have to come to me. So listen, people, if you haven't subscribed already, please go over to my channel, Grumpy Vegan Grandad. Yeah. Subscribe and hit the notification bell. My people, if you haven't subscribed to Sky already, please subscribe to him. He brings out some amazing content. He goes live way more than me, and he produces content way more than me. It's not always brilliant. It's not always consistent. However, he does produce consistent. content. Where mine is, is is very few, but it's always something on point when I do mine. So please stick with me. Save the animals. Save the planet. Save yourself. Go Go vegan, people, please. Go vegan for the love of Christ. All right, I'll see you next month. Thank you so much, dude. Uh, oh, they're no. coming for you, Sky. They're coming for you. Hide yeah, the I, shit, man. Hide the Adderall. An am- that's an ambulance. I hope they're not Hide the Adderall. Hide the Adderall. <laughs> I'm hiding the Adderall. Everything's good. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Uh, we're going to skip the... We're going to skip the... On this day in history. Unless... Let's see if there's any vegans for... Are there any vegans who have... Um, who have their birthday today? What do you think? It's September 13th, and I don't think there are any vegans with their birthday today. The one word, the one word you we could use to describe Sky is consistent. Yeah, you could at least say that, right? He says, I'm not consistent. I'm very consistent. I'm hella consistent on this day in history. We have the holy sepulcher and the let's see. It's, it's a little weird to go back. The Grand Assault on Gibraltar. Wow, September 13th. I just want to jump down to the birthdays. Are there any vegans in here? Arnold Schoenberg. Arnold Schoenberg is one of my favorite musicians. He's a great uh, <coughs> composer. His music is insane. If you don't know who Arnold Schoenberg is, I highly recommend checking him. And here we have Roald Dahl, who probably should have been vegan but wasn't. Um, Claudette Colbert. Who's that? An actress. Oh, it happened one night. Oh my god, that's a great movie. Happened one night. It won a bunch. It was like it happened one night is a wonderful film. If you haven't seen that, please do. Let me see if there are any other vegan. Are there any vegans up in here? Laura Second, John J. Perching. I don't see Daniel Defoe. No vegans, I don't think. Celebrity birthdays. Thomas Muller. No. What about in the deaths? Did anyone die today that was interesting? Philip Second, the same. Titus Tupac Shakur died today. That makes sense. Oh, George Wallace died. Good. George Wallace supposedly, when he died, uh, said he he apologized to African-Americans because he single-handedly attempted to make sure that they couldn't go to school in America. George Wallace and Amon Goeth died on the same day. Amon Goeth was um, the person in charge of the... Uh, 
of the concentration camp in in Schindler's List. Amon Goeth was played by Rafe Fiennes in that movie. He was hanged uh, at the end of the war for crimes against humanity. Amon Goeth, today in 1946, died. Tupac Shakur, six days ago, was shot outside my bar in Las Vegas. Um, I remember he, that happened in high school, but then I ended up managing the bar where he was shot. And I've always found that to be personally very touching, the death of Tupac Shakur. His last words were, I ain't no snitch and I don't talk to cops. And then he died. Well, he went into a coma and died six days later in Los Angeles, California. He lived and died in L.A. So I hope you guys, hope all you uh, you vegans have a better day than Tupac Shakur because he died today. The word of the day is abstain. Abstain, of course, if you're vegan, you already know that we abstain from all animal use and abuse. We don't abuse. Animal abusers are total losers. Please abstain from all animal use. I think it's a great word. I think it's um, abstinence. I, I'm only abstinent. I only profess abstinence when it comes to using animals. The doctor insisted that Drew abstain from eating for at least 12 hours before this blood test. 10 members voted for the proposal. Six members voted against it and two abstained. Oh yeah, you, if you don't vote, you're abstaining too as well. Um, I'm going to skip the context. Did you know if you abstain, you're consciously and usually with effort choosing to hold back from doing something that you would like to do? Lucky for you, we'd never abstain from sharing a good bit of word history. Abstain traces back through Middle English and Anglo-French, the Latin verb abstinere, which combines the prefix ab, away far off, to tenere, meaning to hold. Awesome. Tener is still uh, something we use as the verb to have in Spanish. Tenere has many offspring in English, which is contain, detain, maintain, maintain, obtain, pertain, retain, and sustain, as well as some words that don't end in tain, such as tenant and tenacious. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't know that tener. Oh, that's kind of cool. Now I know. Abstain, like many of its cousins, has been used by English speakers since the last since at least the 14th century. So there you go, vegans. I hope that you use abstain in your activism. When you're when you're arguing with carnies in the comment section, abstain is a wonderful word. Please abstain from using animals always. <clears throat> I use abstain. I abstain from being a pick me vegan like reasonable. <laughs> vegan. I abstain from ingratiating myself to the... Uh, <laughs> to carnies nice <clears throat> jfk and c.s lewis both died on the same day interesting there you go you have some people how are they alike do they share if 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 you're born on the same day that's that determines your horoscope if you die on the same day is there a death horoscope think about it shouldn't the death of if you die <clears throat> shouldn't that determine your personality as much as your birth i don't know you tell me. Maybe you know better than me. Is someone of the horoscope? Is there a death horoscope? I think there should be. I think there should be. All right. Uh, today is the third number, and we do have a wonderful, a wonderful affirmation of the day. This is your daily affirmation for vegans only. Here we go. I am much stronger than my excuses. I am much stronger than my excuses. I feel like I want to use that all the time now. I'm much stronger than my excuses. When people tell me they've got excuses for not going vegan, I can say, well, I'm going vegan. And I'm much stronger than my excuses. When my mind conjures up reasons why I shouldn't be happy, I overcome those doubts and fears with unwavering grace. I know I deserve to be happy no matter what. I know the animals deserve to be happy no matter what. I'm stronger than my excuses. I hope that you're stronger than your excuses. Illegitimate, non-carborundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down. Thank you, vegans. Bye. It's so hard. Oh, it's, is it so hard? It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all the girls. This is a shot of all the girls. This is a shot of all the
Thank you to Grumpy Vegan Granddad for being here. Thank you to everyone. My next stop is in Richmond, Virginia. I hope to see some of you there. I don't know what the what the situation will be, but I will be in Richmond before we broadcast again. This is the last broadcast from Williamsburg. So I'll see you on the other side. And illegitimate non-carborundum, don't let the bastards grind you down. And uh, thanks. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for being here.